TV Coaches presents Hello IV Coaches listeners This is a new series by Coach Pedari who is a professional certified coach by ICF with 12 years in leadership and 5 years in coaching He will be interviewing his peer executive coaches who have spent years helping organizations and individuals grow their business and achieve their goals. Please join us for this week's interview with Coach Pedari. Hello, good morning from Dubai. This is Coach Pedari and uh, welcome back to another podcast session in partnership with IB Coaches. With me, I have the amazing and lovely Yi Eng, Coach Yi Eng. Good morning, good afternoon. Thank you, Coach Vidari. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be with you here today. It's my privilege and definitely my honor. Thank you. Well, honor is all ours and it's a great privilege to have you. So thanks for accepting this invite. And what an amazing journey you've had so far. And I'm sure there's a lot more amazing journeys coming up. Thank you. Vision, based in Singapore and Malaysia. Yes. Yeah. Working. Mom, entrepreneur, can yes. I, I can just go on and go yes. on and go on. Tell us about yourself. I mean, It's crazy, you, isn't it? <laughs> how do you all do all of this? So wonderful. Oh, how do I do all of this? I just do it. So I usually tell and put myself um, out there saying that I'm a coach. I'm a certified um, Korean leadership coach. I run my own coaching business and I'm a mother of two professionally. I don't like to use the word personally because then it segregates life and work, isn't it? So I juggle all of this um, all at once um, just in hope to have a balanced lifestyle that I really loved and I have it now and, and I, it, there, there isn't any day that I feel like I'm undermined. Like I live my day fulfilled every day, just doing all these things um, that I love. So, yeah. It's really impressive. You know, I've, um, it, you know as you know, the, um, there's a lot of initiatives. There's a lot of uh, happenings, especially this year as well, within the um, women empowerment. And there's a lot of summits going on. Um, there's, a, there's one yeah. coming up in the next couple of weeks down here in May. And I think it's been a big, big movement in terms of, um, um, you know, once and for all, clarifying that women, men on the same platform. Now, I bring yeah. this up because in coaching more than anything else, the yeah. existence and the presence of female coaches is somehow much more powerful as I've seen yes. it, compared to any other industry. So, uh, first of all, applause for all the all the you know uh, wonderful coaches of such like yourself, and, and that bring this industry up to the level. And um, tell us about your startup. You started something beautiful, something um, within the coaching world, and uh, your company is Why Coaching Academy. Um, yes. Why Why Coaching Academy? And, <laughs> That's yeah. That's amazing question. I, I get this question a lot. I think why represents a lot of things, and we are inspired um, using why. It's because as we and my husband and I, we walk past a hotel called W Hotel. I'm sure you are very well familiar with W Hotel, and that 
just a W strike us as like, wow, like it's creeps, it's elegant and it's straight to the point what they are selling for. And that that inspired us to choose a, a, a an alphabet, right? And out of the 26 alphabet, why did we choose Y? Um, it's a representation uh, um, of uh, many things. Um, my name, Ying, um, that's one of it. But more importantly, it is a representation of the Y generation and beyond. And I really want to dedicate this organization towards the generation to come. And by 2020, which is this year, half of the global workforce would have already been Y generation and, and even Z generation in the upcoming generation. Pardon me, my two kids are whining behind, but I deal with it <laughs> as part of my daily life. So, so yeah, so, so going back to the why, and that's, that's um, really the reason why. And also the why strike out as a really good conversation starter. Why? Why things, you know, why coaching? Um, and, and, and strike off a really good conversation, right? So, so yeah, that's, that's a few reasons why um, it's called Why Coaching Academy. <laughs> I'm always amazed when we ask, uh, I ask the question of uh, the reason behind um, a name that someone gives to the mm. company. And I must say, this is among one of the most exciting ones and most thoughtful ones I've, I've heard. It, it really uh, stands out, um, even as the form of the why it stands out. Mm. Um, and, you know, somehow I see it as two hands going out, you know, in, in terms of <laughs> taking in. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just thought, thought of it right now. Now, first of all, it's beautiful to hear children in the background. I think that's one sound we all got used to in the, during the pandemic. And if something yes. positive came out of pandemics is that people, your life is who you are and live with it so uh it's good to have that sound and that you know uh, i would call it sound of nature <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yes it's, it's indeed the nature of the world isn't it <laughs> so fantastic and even if they come in they're more than welcome so i'm going to tell you a couple of things and i think this is the path that uh, uh, someone joining um, or someone coming to Y coaching academy will probably um, resonate with so if i say 360 growth Millennial yep. growth, and I put leadership. So, 360 yeah. millennial leadership. Can you wrap it up? What is it? Can you, yeah, can you get us yes. a small wrap and tell us, you know, what goodies can we uh, probably the person who approaches hmm. you get? And I like how you have put things into perspective. Like, how do we connect all these three big buckets um, together? And how I see it. It's really millennial, no longer just one, um, one thing, right? You know, um, um, career success or just um, the more money, be the billionaire or things like that. We want a holistic life where we are balanced. I, I, I have a special relationship with balance because a lot of people think balance as like, you know, it's either or kind of thing. Yeah. And I like a word integration instead. So like millennials don't don't like, you know, nine to five work and everything that is really rigid because we live in a book world, right? Everything changes so fast. And as we were talking about earlier, like things just is ever changing. So we want flexible hours. We want fulfillment. We want joy. We want um, 
um, um, good health. And I really like this book um, called Designing Your Life. And in Designing Your Life, um, um, there's a, I think it's a holistic life dashboard. And they talk about four things. Um, joy, things that you really do just for fun, right? Your work, right? You know, fulfillment, how are you touching people's lives? And then your health, not just your physical health, but your mental health, your, your spiritual health and love, the connection, not just with your family, but your friends and the, the world itself. And it's only when we have all four, it is 360. It is encompassing, you know, um, um, what, what um, Maslow say, the self-actualization of humankind. And this is what we are, we are looking for in, in generation to come. And, and a lot of people are surprised, you know, at you know, millennials, young age, are looking at this, this you know, self-actualization without even thinking about survival, isn't it? But that's how our world has evolved with the technology, with the education from the, from the last generation. This is what we realize and it will only get you know, more advanced in a way. So I feel that 360 growth is the way to go. And I, I, I had this client um, yesterday. It was beautiful how he puts it. To be happy is to grow. And that's one beautiful. thing. It definitely is. Um, I think growing is something you can't stop. Um, yes. uh, you can grow your mind. Growth can be stopped if you do not open it. Uh, mm -hmm. And you do not change your perspective. So I think yeah. growth by itself happens one way or another. So as you said, and, and, and if yeah. you acknowledge that that is an area where you can actually benefit and benefit the world and your environment then you're going to be a successful person no matter what you put yeah. your mind to. So, yeah. great point there. Now, do you see a shift or do you see a change in how growth is going to be um, looked at in the near future? So, in other words, having seen what has occurred, has that given us another starting point whether we are millennials or we are, you know, uh, other generations, but especially in this, in, in the Y generation, do you think that yeah. our perspective of how we look into the future has changed forever? And if so, mm. as a coach, what would be your advice? Okay. So I hear a few questions right there. Um, do I see, uh, what's my perspective of growth for the upcoming generation, right? Are they changing or not? And then also, um, um, as a coach, what, what do I do about it? Is that, did Absolutely. I get it right? Abs oh yeah, you call yeah. it very well. And you have a fantastic okay. listening capabilities as a coach. So yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Coach Vidari. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> so, well, um, to your first question, um, I really don't know the answer. I feel like it's a mix of both. Um, I'm sure you heard of um, Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck, um, Professor Carol Dweck. It's, and, and the movement is rolling big and a lot of people are aware of Growth Mindset and a lot of people are bringing this concept um, to the schools itself um, to actually equip people, uh, equip our generation to come with a Growth Mindset so that they, they can fail fast, fail forward, right? Um, so I definitely see a shift right there that people are more prone to growth. 
by the same time with the rise of social media, you know how social media, everything it's beautified, instantified, and, and you only show people the best side of yourself. And that limits people to growth because to grow because you always want to be the perfect one. And when you want to be the perfect one, you don't want to fail. Right. So so it's it's really the 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 tug of war, I would say. It's really a tug of war. So I have no definite answer towards how it is changing. But I see this tug of war that is going. People have the awareness, but people are battling with the external environment, especially with the rise of social media. And I'm not saying we should um, eradicate social media altogether. Um, like it or not, social media is going to be part of our life, at least in the 10 years moving forward. Right? This is how the millennial and the generation to come, they communicate. Right? They make themselves shine. It is about how can they adopt, still adopt the growth mindset with the rise of social media? Whether or not they have the education to, to or even you know, practice to manage themselves um, with the rise of things. Like Peter Drucker said, right? Like to be a successful leader, you need to first um, um, manage yourself. And many other leader, leader, leadership um, icons also anchor that. And, and I feel that is what is missing um, in the generation to come, right? We are so busy trying to please, look good and everything, but we don't focus on ourselves. And that comes to the second point. What would I do as a coach? So in Why Coaching, uh, Why Coaching Academy, one of our signature programs is self-leadership. Right. And that self-leadership talks about not just how you take care of yourself, but how do you have courage to show up? A big champion of this is um, Dr. Brandy Brown. Um, she talks about daring greatly. How can you show up still being yourself and not just perfectized yourself, right? For the lack of the better word. So, so that, and then how do you actually deal with people, um, like actual people? not just on, on technology. I know, especially with the pandemic, everyone is scrambling towards um, using technology tools, how to communicate better, how to collaborate better. But the true essence is really having the real human connection. Right? So, so and, and that program itself, it's our signature program, it's our foundation program to champion self-leadership um, in every youth every millennial to come and not even just um, the upcoming generation and in, 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 in the older generations. So it's just global, like multi-generation. We live in a, in, a, in a world where we have four generations together and all four have to know self-leadership. It's the most, fun, like most fundamental part to leadership. Before you inspire as a leader, you need to thrive as a person. That's where I'm coming from. Well, I, I guess that's really, really uh, a very um, in-depth answer. And I think that you probably could go elaborating on this for hours. But I see the passion. Yeah, probably. So I'm excited. very passionate about it. Passionate about it. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot to be done in that space. Uh, as you said, the pandemic, which we don't talk about in the podcast, but we refer to yeah. it, has brought up a lot of new um, let's say a lot of new industries which were hidden yeah. to many people. Um, it's been both positive and negative because of the fact that unless you 
you know, kind of constantly block uh, certain unnecessary um, incoming messages. You're going to be bombarded daily by, by, by everyone. Yes. Now, we've also seen how a lot of lessons in leadership during pandemic have popped up like mushrooms. Like we have, I've yes. seen a lot of experts of matters, um, uh, you know, and um, many of them have shared a lot with, with us on social media on how to be a leader during a crisis, how to be a, you know, how to be great at communication during this time. Whereas, isn't that the basics of leadership to know how to communicate with people? Um, and nobody was really prepared for a crisis. As a leader yeah. myself, I never, I never had the privilege of doing uh, a training on preparing for worst. Um, yeah. You know, so how do you prepare leaders for the worst? I mean, we've seen one of the worst of mankind pass us in terms of, you know, bringing down the whole international uh, yeah. or the global economy somehow. Um, mm -hmm. How do you prepare next generation leaders to be ready? For the worst. Yeah, to be ready for the worst. That's a really good question. And I like how you, you, you actually spark um, this um, controversy where isn't communication the most basic thing any leaders should do? And I remember this quote um, from Fred Kotman. Um, he's a champion of conscious business. And he says, common sense is not common practice. The easier, the easier the concept is, the harder it is to practice. And I feel like, um, um, to your question, like what can leaders do to prepare for the worst? I think it goes back to the fundamental of communication. And that is to be vulnerable. Um, there's really, I mean, worse is yet to come. Um, it's always what we say, right? Like, I mean, one thing is worse, but there could be more, right? So if you are vulnerable enough, uh, which means that you open up when there are troubles and not trying to, you know, you show up always very strong and you, you don't try to soft things by yourself. You have a team with you and you are able to have that courage to open up and say, hey, we see that the worst is coming. What can we do as a team as compared to like, oh, the worst is coming. Let me do my best to save my team without actually communicating to the team what they feel is the best for them, right? So I, I feel like that's like nothing can prepare us for the worst unless you are in the boat together, right? It's like the tsunami is coming and the leader is trying to paddle through the tsunami when the whole team feels like, oh, um, I, we can go to an island and take, take refuge. Or, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to paddle a boat when the whole team is sitting there freeze, frozen, like I don't know what to do. You need to bring your team together and that needs courage to be vulnerable. And then you are able to communicate. I, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one. It reminds me also of the um, book, The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, um, where yes. it really has three simple chapters. Uh, and one of them is about vulnerability. When teams yeah. can be vulnerable in a safe space, that's where the best 
and the most growth can happen because people are not yes afraid of being themselves and to fail now yeah yeah there's a lot of learnings we can take also from the military side where you know the navy seals has always been a, a passion of mine in terms of leadership lessons and mm. they really are very simply uh, they run by a, by a very um, simple concept of uh, saying that when you're under pressure you know you don't rise to the occasion you sink yeah. to the level of your training so um, mm. the more you're trained for 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 crisis the better you will react yes and you mentioned failure in in, in a phrase here so i want to ask you a question of of utmost importance when I ask many podcasters when you come in. So take a minute if you have to and tell us how has a failure yeah, or, or something which was apparently a failure sets you up personally for a greater or a later success or a later anger? Mm. Mm. Think of mm. one. Think of one. Mm. My failure... I'm just trying to think what is my greatest failure. <laughs> that's, that's a great thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a person who handles failure very well. I, I need to be very, very honest um, because I'm a perfectionist. Um, but like you say, um, when you quote um, the example from Navy, I'm constantly training myself, like putting myself in, in the failure environment to give myself that resilience um, to rise up to the to the, I mean, rise up, bounce back. Bounce. I like, I like, you know, that the bounce back yeah. <laughs> connotation, right? And I think the one of the failures that I can thought of is when I first started coaching. Um, so when I first started coaching, I was back in Malaysia and I was very young and fresh. And I did my first job at Teach for Malaysia, which is part of a global education network, um, Teach for All. And I fundraised. And, and in that um, job itself, as a fresh graduate, I had to go in and meet all the C-suite in different companies, big companies, and ask for millions of dollars. Which to me, um, my legs are trembling, my hands are shaking, and I have to still do it, right? And and eventually, it came to a point. I feel like it's it's I burned out, right? So I took, I I I I was I was resentful. Oh, I was I was um, frustrated. And as a young young fresh graduate, like I decided to say. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start my business and I'm going to have you know, all my autonomy in the world and, and, and take charge, right? And that decision itself was a failure to me because it was not thought through. It was just um, simply reacting, right? And going with the tide of, you know, everyone wants to start up. Everyone wants to, wants to make a name for themselves and everyone wants to um, be the next billionaire. And that's when I started um, Coach Up Asia, where I hope to still um, um, coach um, millennials um, in their career pathways. Um, but I found it extremely difficult to start because my purpose was wrong. My purpose was to prove to other people that I can be on my own. Whereas as compared to now, my purpose is to help people grow. So it's a fluffy versus grounded purpose. And that to me is success. And failure to me, it's really not taking a step back and think about 
you know, just have some time to yourself um, um, to think about things. I know we are living in a world that goes very fast, but to go fast, you need to go slow first. And this is what I learned in a meditation class, right? To go fast, you need to take a step back to see what you're getting into, not being swiped, not, not be in the rat race. And, and that to me was the biggest lesson that I have ever had. And this is where courage came in. Like I had to tell myself, this business, Coach Up Asia, is not going anywhere. And I and, and I, I, I announced to the whole world that I've started up this business. And I had to take the courage to announce to the whole world also that this did not work out. Yeah. So so that's what I could talk thought of. <laughs> well, you know, well, congratulations on failing to make this great success. Uh, and Thank you. It's always difficult to share this question is asked because I believe as, as coaches, we are sometimes very much focused on our, our coaches. Yes. And, um, yeah. But wisely enough, um, we have to take the time to also um, reflect on our own self. To yeah. know that we must shift also from time to time, from level to yes. level. Now, <laughs> you probably answered the next question, but I'm still going to ask that. Uh, we just okay. came into each other, merging. Um, you mentioned meditation, and my, my, my question would, would have been, there's moments where you're overwhelmed, you're not focused, you're pressured, million things at the same time, and fast. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know what you do now, but tell us more. What do you do to get back on track and balance zero and go off? Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly, we, uh, and that you you bring this up because um, we coach people, and I love to get coached as well because I know the impact of coaching. And this year, consistently, um, my coaching topic it's how to become and send in the midst of things, right? Um, and it it really stems from many things. Um, uh, millennial wants a lot of things. I'm a millennial as well. I want business success. I want job fulfillment. I want money. I have family of um, two kids. I want to be always be there. So I, we, we are always on, right? And to a point, it gets too much that I actually have um, sleeping problems. Um, I couldn't fall asleep very easily. Um, and, and as a mother duty, I still have to... Um, breastfeed and nurse um, my, my, my kids, right? So I have to be, you know, waking up every day. And it came to a point where I just feel like I have no control over myself. And this is where I remember uh, I need to always take a step back. And one thing that I do is journal. Um, just take, you know, half an hour, once a month or even once a week, um, just write down my thoughts. And sometimes my journal is like just pages of scribble because I need somewhere to let it out, right? And journal is the best place um, without you know, no, no one judging you to actually you know, let yourself heal. And that's one. And secondly, I recently took up um, a meditation class um, by Art of Living, uh, which is in India, but I did it all online which is great. Um, and, and breathing, I, I mean, what, what the instructions, uh, instructor said was very profound. You know, all of us are obsessed with eating healthy, right? Ex exercising and getting toned up, right? So these are the two fundamental things and we want to sleep well. So these are the basic needs, right? But one thing that we overlook is we breathe to lift. 
and we don't actually look into our breath at all. And this is where mindfulness and meditation is about, right? And, and one exercise that they, I mean, the instructor actually taught us is to inhale more, more air so that you have more oxygen, oxygen to your brain. And how profound is that to also focus on your breathing, right? And, and I met a coach. Um, he is a voice coach. His name is Ricky Lian. He is based in um, Australia, but he's a Malaysian too. So he, when, when, when we met, I was telling him things, da, 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 and, and he stopped me right there and said, Yiing, breathe. You don't have to go so fast. When you breathe, people listened. Now you are just like a bullet train. I was like, wow. So breath, it's like, you know, take our breath away. At least mine. So... Yeah, I think once again, I mean, you bring so much perspective into your question, into your answers. And when people talk about meditation, a lot of times we you know we hear people promote meditation and yoga. Um, and I think the basis of all that is breathing. Uh, you know, and, mm. and sometimes a simple exercise of breathing, a simple exercise of breathing in a correct manner, yeah. can make or break that moment in the day where you really, yes. really feel that. I, you know, I don't have the possibility to meditate. I, I can't, you know, this, just breathe, right? So thanks yes. for reminding right. us of, of the fact that it's a God-given right that we actually yes. enter the yes. world. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, so. exactly. And and I mean, I'm no, I'm by all means not an expert in um, breathing or meditation or mindfulness. I'm just a like you know learner. But that was you know, the most profound learning that I've gotten from all these exercises. Amazing. Yeah. Now, we spoke about your generation, the generation you're focusing on, uh, and the generations to come. What is an advice you would give today to the person that is listening to this or watching it, that's going to step mm. out of college and university? Mm. Yeah, into the mm. real new world. Join us on the next episode for the rest of the discussion.